This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. The Anacrusis Early Access Review. The Anacrusis is correct to believe that co-op shooters are in dire need of a new flavor. Nearly every game that's followed in Left 4 Dead's footsteps puts four players in a forlorn zombie apocalypse and asks them to blast out an escape route before they succumb to the horde. The bleakness can get overbearing. Does teamwork really have to be so dark? The Anacrusis counters that notion with bright pastels and a pulpy Jetsons-inspired verve, which delightfully strays from the broken cities in Back for Blood, or the depths of hell in GTFO, or Call of Duty's Zombies modes. Unfortunately, the Anacrusis is unable to generate the crucial white-knuckle tension that makes a co-op experience memorable. In fact, after playing the three episodes available in the Anacrusis Early Access version, I'm left thinking that the only novel idea it brings to the genre is a fresh coat of paint. You and your friends embark on a slick, tangerine-hued starship adrift in psychedelic outer space. Guns and ammunition are splayed across the safe room, all sheathed in a porcelain 60s sci-fi aesthetic. And together, you'll attempt to fend off a massive incursion of possessed Cthulhu-headed crew members stalking the halls between you and the next checkpoint. It's not hard to understand exactly where the Anacrusis draws its chief inspiration from. Chet Falashek, co-founder of developer Stray Bombay, logged time on both Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 while he was at Valve. And despite the vast disparities in tone and setting, the Anacrusis still has you cutting down thousands of chittering zombie facsimiles before sealing off the swarm behind a magically impenetrable door. The goal, I think, is to have you survive by the skin of your teeth to wipe the sweat from your brow after your party pulls off another unlikely breakout. Instead, I felt a sense of tedious malaise settle in before I even finished the first level. For whatever reason, Stray Bombay turns all of its cards face up from the very start, saving no surprises for later. The aliens I was fending off in the opening minutes had the same shape and strategy as those in its late-game Arctic stages. Meanwhile, there are only three basic weapons, and each of them feel nearly identical and lack the same kinetic, flashy feedback you find in, say, Back for Blood. I'm pretty sure the only difference between the plasma rifle and the SMG is a slightly slower firing cadence on the former. By the second episode, I entirely stopped caring about what gun I had equipped because they all felt equally effective at dealing with any threat, large or small. The mob shows up, absorbs a ton of bullets, and dissipates. Mixed in are a few named special infected style villains to augment the constant churn. The gooper can encase you in a paralyzing green mucus. The flasher fills the screen with a cornea-destroying flashbang effect. And the brute hits hard and takes a lot of bullets. They demand a rudimentary dose of coordination from your friends, but my party rarely felt threatened. For the most part, everyone held down the trigger button until victory was achieved. In fact, despite the Anacrusis' adaptable difficulty settings that scale dynamically with the party's performance, it only served me two encounters where I truly feared a wipe, and unsurprisingly, those were also the only instances where it truly grabbed my nervous system. To be clear, some of the greatest co-op games of all time revel in sublime brainlessness, the early Serious Sams come to mind. 
Balashek has said in interviews that he wants the Anacrusis to be a game that we can hang out inside of, treating it like passive entertainment, akin to talking through a movie. But I think that philosophy has dampened the Anacrusis' drama. There's never a harsh punishment for death. If a party member goes down, they can be quickly revived, and barring that, they can always be summoned back from the void at full health after a short cooldown. That robs it of some of the tension that made Left 4 Dead so successful. The way it forced its parties into a constant state of desperation created magical moments where you're piling into the rescue helicopter, knowing you couldn't have held out for a second longer. In its current form, the Anacrusis can't quite muster that key element, and that leaves it feeling strangely lifeless. I blame a lot of the bereftness on the Anacrusis' environmental design, which is frustratingly drab across the board. This is such an incredible backdrop. The summer of love in the dark recesses of the galaxy? A soundtrack etched with Isaac Hayes-ish guitar scratches? It's a great idea, and yet this spaceship is chronically barren. In the first hour of gameplay, I found myself in a massive serpentine shopping mall, and I was thrilled to get a glimpse of how the residents of this trippy dystopia lived. But as I navigated through the corridors and perused the shops, I found no flavor text or artistic flourishes to ground me in this world. The atmosphere is paper-thin. Hell, it wasn't even clear what was being bought and sold in all of those identical boilerplate boutiques. The Anacrusis is light on traditional storytelling. Each episode kicks off with a short cutscene, and that's about it. And that's a fine approach to take, but it also doesn't make the effort to allow us to stumble into lore that transforms this Technicolor shooting gallery into an identifiable contextual universe. I quickly grew exhausted from cracking open doors to find yet another grenade cachet rather than a bloom of environmental storytelling that conveyed the barest sense of what went wrong here. The recap screen at the end of the first episode informed my party that we killed over 4,000 aliens. But I still had no idea who they were, who we were, or why we were here in the first place. While its early access launch is decidedly light on content, with just three levels that can be played through in an evening, Stray Bombay has emphasized the Anacrusis replayability as a strength. To that end, it borrows the director concept from the Left 4 Dead games, an unseen AI orchestrator working behind the scenes to alter the sort of items the party finds in their campaigns, as well as the size and makeup of the enemy encounters based on your skill levels, in order to keep you on your toes. It is true that the exact setup of the encounters deviates between each playthrough, but I found that the gunplay was repetitive enough that a slightly different composition of aliens didn't change the overwhelming dryness of the action. There is also a slight roguelite progression apparatus in each episode in that you can find upgrade stations littered around the ship that offer mild bonuses to your ammunition supply, damage output, and revive speed. Yet these straightforward stat boosts simply aren't enough to open up new playstyles meaningfully distinguish your character much from the rest of the party in how you play, or even change your approach from your previous run. I found myself wishing Stray Bombay embraced a class-based arrangement, where everyone I was dungeoneering with had a distinct kit and role to play. That alone would cut down on the Anacrusis drudgery. At least I'd be able to experience the battle from multiple perspectives. I should mention that there is a toggle on the main menu that ostensibly equips character and weapon skins. I'm guessing they're acquired in the levels or through some sort of in-game currency, but I was never rewarded with any cosmetics or cash. I imagine that vacancy has something to do with the Season tab on the top bar, which directs to a blank page containing the words, Coming soon. The Anacrusis' aspirations are high. 
But quite frankly, its biggest problem is that after completing my first run, I didn't feel an urge to return to any of its challenges. I did anyway, for the sake of this review, but repeated playthroughs didn't do much to redeem it. There are blatant polish issues all over this starship, to the point where certain segments of the map look like they were plucked out of a game running on Unreal Engine 2 circa 2005. Gratingly, your party's characters repeat the same small handful of voice lines over and over again, to the point that it verges on high comedy. They are constantly screaming the word GOO! You'll be hearing it in your dreams. Playing on PC with Windows 10 and an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2070 Super, I encountered a chronic fidgety stutter that infects the frame rate and the animation fidelity, and when you shoot an alien in the head from behind, they propel towards the ceiling. Either a bug or a hilarious joke. I couldn't tell. The signposting within levels is laughably maddening, there are no cursory waypoints to be found, and I'd frequently have to rely on these semi-audible voice lines announced by the party to know what to do with, say, the nuclear canister I just picked up. This was even worse when I tried playing with a party of bots, which Stray Bombay recommends only as a last resort, who frequently got hung up on geometry, and at one point I encountered a bizarre bug that rendered my entire interface unreadable with a foreboding red X crossed out on my character's portrait. For a second, I thought it was a fourth wall breaking taunt, rather than just another bit of early access jank. A lot of these oversights and bugs are to be expected in any game still in active development, and there is certainly a world where the Anacrusis irons out the kinks within a reasonable amount of time. But what will we be left with afterwards? A more functional but still uninspiring co-op shooter? That is my fear. If the Anacrusis is going to be successful as it works towards a 1.0 release date, it simply must find a more compelling spark. The Verdict The Anacrusis lets you explore a plush spaceship heavily indebted to paperback sci-fi cliches. It's one of the better settings deployed in a co-op shooter, but the actual co-op shooting against waves of aliens suffers from a stark absence of any interesting ideas beyond the change of scenery. The gunplay is dull. The enemies never change, and the small handful of levels all meld together into the same tiresome grind. With a noticeable amount of jank sticking to the early access launch version and some weird graphical lapses, the Anacrusis becomes a difficult game to recommend at this stage. Perhaps someday, this psychedelic space opera will be refined, to an extent where it can contend with the masters of the genre. But until then, I'd rather be shooting zombies. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.